Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Monday morning headlines. The city of Kyle is meeting to later to talk about possibly sharing its water program with San Marcos. It would share water with that city. Kyle leader said that water consumption in August was the most water the city has ever used in its history. A man who police say was directly involved with the murder of rapper Tupac is in custody. Last week, a grand jury indicted Dwayne Davis, linking him to the nearly 30-year-old murder. Tupac's family says that while the arrest is a victory, it's not yet satisfied with the final outcome of total justice. A missing cat that grabbed Austin's attention is back with its owner this morning after the cat's human claims a Lyft driver drove off with her cat. Halish Pandey tells us private investigators with Lyft found his cat this morning. Pandy says that investigators found the cat named Tux about a mile away from where it was dropped off. Pandy says he'll take Tux to the vet later on today. All right, thanks for joining us, everyone, and welcome. I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Tom Miller. First, we want to give you a look at what we can expect with our weather. Uh, and Sean, I know this week a lot of people are anticipating That's right. this. This is an exciting week. Yes. We're talking about a big change here, but we still have to get through a few yeah. more days as you're heading outside. We're starting off pretty comfortable right now with temperatures right now into the middle 70s. It actually feels refreshing. It's not bad. The humidity is still in check. But that will change here through the next 24 to 48 hours. The humidity returns. We're still dealing with the heat. But yes, in just a few days, we're looking at some 80s for highs here. Love to see that. Waking up to even some 60s right now. Comfortable in Burnett. Good morning to you. 68 in Mason County. 72 in Fredericksburg. Metro temperatures here looking really nice as well. Sitting at 68 out at the airport. 66 in Florence and Leander. Some fall-like temperatures out there this morning, 68 in Rockdale, 68 in Blue. Despite the comfortable start now, it's still going to be a pretty hot day today, especially when you compare it to where we should be for this time of the year. We should be only into the mid and upper 80s, so to give you some perspective there, it is going to be a hot day today. But that is all set to change. Not only are we looking at increasing chances of rain but yes a big drop in the temperatures we'll talk about more of the timeline of those higher chances of rain coming up in first warning weather thank you sean san marcus police have identified the victim of a homicide that happened over the weekend police say someone shot and killed 41 year old nathaniel hudson but officers haven't given any other details police closing down a portion of highway 123 between redwood road and old bastrop road while they search for a suspect Investigators haven't said if they've arrested anyone. Weeks after he was brutally beaten with a baseball bat, a six-year-old little boy from Georgetown is still in the hospital. Officers arresting a neighbor who faces two felony charges. KXAN Sarah Alshea shows us how this young boy's community is helping the family. We love you, Jeremy. We're just going to continue to move forward. And I will sleep in that hospital as long as it takes. So much love, all for six-year-old Jeremy Diaz. He helped people. He was so mature for his age. He's been in the hospital for nearly three weeks now, fighting for his life. We had gone through a phase where the expectation was that he was not going to make it. 
Authorities say the family's 39-year-old neighbor broke into their home and beat Jeremy with a baseball bat in September. The man was arrested by the Williamson County Sheriff's Office and charged with two first-degree felonies, including injury to a child. The Sheriff's Office says this was a random act. Jeremy's family says he suffered multiple fractures to his skull. Thankfully, his father, Arturo Diaz, says his son is improving. He's opened his eyes. His um, ventilator is only in just for support. Now it's turned to life and to rehabilitation. On Sunday, dozens lined up to support Jeremy with a fundraiser. Among those helping out, thank you for coming, were his jujitsu teammates, serving up some delicious food. Would you like some mac and cheese? In an effort to help their friend. I'm really happy because we're getting money for him and we really want him to get better and we all miss him. From those closest to Jeremy to others who didn't know him or his family at all, the support poured in from the entire community. It's very unimaginable for, for the, the family to have to go through this. We just want them to know that they're not alone. It's left Arturo and his family eternally grateful. While Jeremy couldn't be there to see it himself, Arturo says that day will come. I just wait patiently in faith that he will make a full recovery and then he will stand and thank all of you all himself. Sarah Alshah, KXAN News. There's a GoFundMe to help with Jeremy's medical expenses. So far, it's raised nearly $270,000. You can find a link on how you can contribute on our website, kxan.com, right on our homepage. This weekend, lawmakers bought some time in stopping a government shutdown, but only for a bit. Bill signed Saturday by President Joe Biden serving as a temporary pause preventing that shutdown. It's going to be for 45 days. The stress of this is ridiculous because every single person in America can understand how it feels not being able to pay their bills. It shouldn't be held as a bargaining chip for the United States to come up with a budget. Later on today, the reaction from other federal employees who would be forced to work without pay if that shutdown happens what they had to say and how this shutdown potentially could impact you. Former President Donald Trump has arrived in New York ahead of his court appearance later on today. That's where he's expected to attend the opening of his civil fraud trial, $250 million lawsuit filed by the New York Attorney General who alleges Trump and his adult sons exaggerated their business assets for years. New York Judge Arthur Engeren determined last week that Trump's financial statements were fraudulent. The trials expected to determine the future of the Trump Organization, including his real estate empire, as well as any fines or alleged fraud. Trump and his sons have denied any wrongdoing. An Austin congregation is close to back on its feet after someone burned down their synagogue. What their rebuilt space means to them. And you may be seeing more electric vehicle charging stations around Austin schools. Why Austin Energy is adding them there. Good morning, happy Monday. Live look outside from our KXAN weather camera looking at downtown. And it is still a warm start to your day. That's going to change later. Sean has an update on your forecast in a bit. First, though, nearly two years after an arsonist destroyed an Austin synagogue, 
congregation is back together again in its own space. Police charged a 20-year-old man with arson in the fire that burned the sanctuary at Congregation Beth Israel in Halloween on Halloween back in 2021. Now the space still is not usable, but after using worship space at nearby St. Matthews for nearly two years, the Congregation Beth Israel community is back at home. They converted the mixed-use building next door into a new sanctuary. Centerpiece of that space, the new eternal flame with a sentimental value. That is reclaimed from the glass that was shattered and burnt during the fire. And the idea was, how do we make something really beautiful out of something truly horrible? The man charged with starting that fire pleaded guilty earlier this year. For the first time in close to a decade, a Travis County resident has died after getting West Nile virus. Just how prevalent this virus is and what you can do to stay safe. A lawsuit against Attorney General Ken Paxton is officially moving forward. What the whistleblowers are hoping for out of this new case. It is Texas OU week and for the first time in 12 years, these two teams go to Dallas with something in common. I've got it for you coming up. Firm. Welcome back, everyone. Nearly five years after its launch, Austin Energy is revamping its program that brings electric vehicle charging stations and educational materials to more than 150 Central Texas schools. Austin Energy's EVs for Schools program partners with the nonprofit to develop a curriculum that centers around climate change and sustainable work. The city energy provider also helps install EV charging stations at many of the take participating schools for students to see some of the technology and how it works. The new curriculum will roll out this fall with a strong focus on public transit, EV rider shares, and new technology in the field. These students see their teachers plugging into the infrastructure, then they get that curriculum. Um, and it's just, um, you know, it's, it's an exciting thing and it's something that sort of clicks and it normalizes this new uh, mobility. The EVs for Schools program operates at more than 150 schools in Central Texas. It's helped expand the curriculum to communities around the country. Going in depth, Ains ISD is considering buying nine Teslas for its school police officers. The district says the kind of Teslas they're buying are not the luxury vehicles that you think of, but just the basic electric cars outfitted for police response. The cost of each one would be $42,000. District leaders are going to talk about the big purchase at their next school board meeting on Tuesday. A new program is hoping to help some of Austin's oldest local businesses. Legacy Business Month runs through October. You can pick up a free passport book at Book People or Zilker Tap Room. Then make stops at each of the 13 businesses featured. They include places like Peter Pan Mini Golf, Paramount Theater, Waterloo Records. If you make a purchase, you can uh, stamp on the passport there and then you're going to get prizes and go to a wrap party at the Driscoll Hotel. One prize available. A stay at the Driscoll Hotel. Say no more. Mm -hmm. I'm there. For which I've done a story on about it being haunted. Being haunted. I know. So, Some uh, people like that kind of thing, <laughs> that's too. That's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind true. of a Some people scared, don't. But, Some yeah. people don't. Yeah. They embrace it hey, at the Driscoll. Hey, yeah. it's October now. I know. It that's is, right. It's, it's spooky, spooky season. season. <laughs> I know. It's exciting. And you know what? Right on cue, we've got some cool temperatures to look forward to here in the forecast but what a month it was of September. I mean, just truly remarkable. The hottest September 
on record. We only had three days where those high temperatures were below average. We closed off the month yesterday with a high temperature of 94 degrees. Give you some perspective here. By the way, we had a full week in the 90s. Remember last weekend we had two days into the triple digits, but we should only be into the mid and upper 80s for this time of year. So it has just been so, so hot. Today also will be kind of borderline very warm to hot. So uh, make sure the kiddos are prepared for that. A spot shower here in the forecast, but I even just lowered that chance of rain to basically less than 10%. We'll see uh, by pickup time, the temperatures there climbing into the lower 90s. Right now, we're at a comfortable fall-like, beautiful 70 degrees under a mainly clear sky. Sitting at 67 in Lamp Passes. Good morning to you. 67 in Rockdale, 70 degrees in Giddings. Quiet for much of the state. We have some showers well down towards the south. Nothing going on here at home in central Texas as we'll be watching for that less than a 10% chance for a spot shower. That'll be mainly uh, west of the hill country. I don't expect that to impact uh, much of the area heading to tomorrow, though. Those rain chances start to increase a little bit. Could see an isolated shower too, mainly south and east of the area tomorrow afternoon. Things start to become interesting heading into the day Wednesday. Rain chances really ramp up. We get this cold front inching closer to to us moving into the state could see periods of heavy rain, especially north of Austin and then here in Austin and areas down towards the south Wednesday evening into the overnight and especially through the early half of the day on Thursday. Periods of heavy rain, some thunderstorms, some of which could produce some localized flooding. So we'll have to watch out for that. One model shows one to three inches of rain. Another model not too optimistic just yet, but we'll continue to keep you updated here as we fine tune that forecast. 95 degrees for high temperature today. Over the next seven days here, those rain chances ramping up as that cold front moves closer to the area. Heading into next weekend here, or this weekend for ACL Weekend 1, looking nice and cool. That's right. Thank you, Sean. For the first time in nearly 10 years, a person in Travis County has died from West Nile virus. Austin Public Health did not reveal any more information about the person, but we know the county tests mosquito pools for the virus every year. And this year, it found 26 positive pools in 12 different zip codes, compared to last year when it only found six Mosquitoes hatch in standing water, so one of the easiest ways to stay healthy is to just keep your property dry. It's really important that you kind of go around the outside of your structure and look for any standing water and make sure that you drain that. And it can be little t tiny amounts. The West Nile virus is the most common mosquito-borne disease in the U.S. Eighteen months after President Biden promised to do more to protect people living in nursing homes, federal regulators released a long-awaited proposal. It features more oversight, efforts to expand the workforce, and unprecedented staffing requirements for all skilled nursing facilities. KXAN investigator Avery Travis digs into the plan and how it could impact thousands of Texans. I was upset. Lori Mitchell still isn't sure how it happened. And it shouldn't happen. I mean, to anybody. An early morning phone call in January from a staff member at her mother's Round Rock nursing home saying that my mother had passed away and telling her to reach out to the funeral home. And I was confused because I had not given consent for anybody to pick her up. 
Hours earlier, state records show the family of a woman who shared a room with Mitchell's mother received a similar call about their own loved one. But the records say facility staff made an error. That woman was alive. How could you mix up these people? I mean, I understand mistakes, but that's a huge mistake. Mitchell told us she believed her mother received good care in the five years she'd lived at the facility. But last year, she began to worry after she noticed some longtime nurses leaving, prompting her to file a complaint with an ombudsman about the shift in care. Federal data shows that facility has a staff turnover rate of 80% in the last year. It's a trend across the state where the average turnover rate in skilled nursing is 60% in the last year higher than the national average of 53%. You have a shortage of direct care staff and you have multiple providers that are all trying to recruit the same individual. More, more people are going to lose than win. The Texas Healthcare Association represents skilled nursing facilities. Its president says the group opposes a new federal plan to require facilities nationwide to provide residents with at least 33 minutes of care from a registered nurse every day and at least two hours and 27 minutes of care from a nurse aide, which is higher than the average staffing rates provided in Texas right now. The state doesn't have any required staffing minimums, though, the kind of requirement Kevin Warren calls one-size-fits-all. It doesn't take into account the social worker, the activity director, housekeeping, um, you know, the, the, the therapy staff, the dietary staff, volunteers, all of these other individuals that are in the building each and every day that are engaging. If the focus is merely on hitting a number, that's the wrong focus. And the federal plan goes even further, proposing more facility inspection oversight and a closer look at how nursing homes are spending taxpayer funds to make sure enough goes to staff pay. The first thing you look at is compensation, that if you don't pay an adequate amount, you will not attract people from less demanding jobs. Uh, doing the kind of work that the nursing staff does in a nursing home is demanding work physically and uh, psychologically. Congressman Lloyd Doggett says he'd support more federal funding to make it happen. He's in favor of even stronger staffing standards. I'm not sure what the answer is, honestly. I just feel like something needs to change, and if I have a small part in making that happen, my mother would be proud. Sorry. We reached out to Mitchell's mother's facility for comment, but did not hear back. State records show, despite the mix-up, an inspector found the facility followed all protocols and did not violate any state codes, so the operation wasn't cited for the incident. Records show it also made several changes to prevent an error like this from happening again, including updating resident photos and posting more clear signs on residents' doors. In the studio, Avery Travis, KXAN Investigates. Avery, thank you. Mitchell says part of the reason why she reached out to us was because she saw our previous investigation called Hidden Harm, and it looked into how the state decides whether to cite or penalize homes, especially in cases of harm. It's worth noting another part of this federal proposal would analyze state inspections with the goal of ensuring the appropriate consequences are enforced for cited facilities. Federal regulators are currently accepting public comments on the new proposal before they move forward on that. The comment period goes for another round next month. 
We've got a link showing you how to comment on the proposals inside this investigation online right now at KXAN.com. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. The showdown is now set. Longhorns and Suitors both undefeated. First time that's happened in the Red River rivalry since 2011. Texas number three, Oklahoma number 12. Should be quite a spectacle in Dallas on Saturday. Over in Arlington on Sunday, well, when the Cowboys win, they win big. First two games, a combined 70 to 10. Then they go to Arizona and lose. Then they go home and they beat the brakes off the Patriots. C.D. Lamb from Dak Prescott. Defense getting into the act. Dante Fowler chasing down Mac Jones. And Leighton Vander Esch says, thank you very much. How about the worst loss for Bill Belichick in his time of coaching the Patriots? That sets up a showdown. Cowboys and 49ers next Sunday night right here on KXAN. All right, how about the Texans honoring J.J. Watt today, retiring his number 99. And it worked out well because little brother T.J. and the Steelers were in town. They were no match for the Texans yesterday. A little razzle-dazzle. Devin Singletary on the halfback pass. Texans win back-to-back -back games. They're 2-2. Two and two. They take on the Falcons and Bijan Robinson next week. Baseball playoffs are set. Rangers and Astros clinch spots on Saturday, but a lot to play for on Sunday. Who could bounce back? Well, the Rangers get shut out one to nothing in Seattle, so they need the Astros to lose for them to be the AOS champs or else they're the wild card, and they have to turn around and play on Tuesday. Well, the Astros take care of business, and how about another AL West title for the Astros? So they get the first round by. They get the winner of the Twins Jays at home to start the series. Rangers and Rays open up their series Tuesday and that best of three will lead into the top seed Baltimore. The winner of that will face the Orioles. Back to you. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for joining us. Here's what also tracking for you in the 5 a.m. hour of KXAN News Today. Federal government shutdown avoided just barely what the new deadline means. Coming up. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.